Hey guys, welcome back to Movie Buffs. Another episode here with the lovely Koei. Thank you. That's a, what a nice <laughs> intro. What a nice compliment. How are you doing, Will? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm hot as balls. Yeah. It, it needs to get cold. It needs to get cold. I'm tired of this. I'm sick and tired of this. I literally straightened my hair right before we started doing this. And I'm already like, it's already crazy. And I, I don't even know why I bother. It really, it's braid season, but I needed to, to be sweater weather. Yeah. I needed to be sweater weather. I like the cold weather. Yeah. I hate when it's hot. Now. Yeah. It's, it's like too much, right? Like I feel like, you know... Day, the first week, it's like, oh, fun. We're drinking outside. It's great. I'm wearing short sleeves. Then week two rolls around, and you're like, okay, all right. I'm on the way to work. I'm sweating. Yeah, no, you, know, you know what I mean? I, like, don't know what to wear. Yeah. Over it. Over it. Yeah. yeah, living a city life when it's hot is the most annoying. I like when it's chilly, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, guys, welcome back. I mean, I feel like <laughs> every time we start these episodes, I always feel the need to be like, oh, this is what Movie Buffs is. But I feel like like you get it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. we're a Kenyan podcast. We're called movie buffs, so we talk about movies and TV. Now we also talk about pop culture in our lives. So like you get you get the vibe. So like you get it. Yeah. So yeah, um, lots of life updates. Last time that we recorded, it was what like mid January, early January. Yeah, it was like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. So now we're doing recordings more in real time, so that we can you know obviously talk about pop culture things that are still relevant. Um, and a lot has happened. So we'll catch you up. I guess I'll, I'll start. Right. I went on a pity pr- pity on a pretty big trip back in January. I went to. Sundance Film Festival. I posted some things about it. I still need to do like a recap reel. I yeah. this influencer life. Yeah, Not tell us influencer. about it though. How was it? It was fantastic. Um, I definitely had a lot more fun this year. I think mostly because I knew what I was stepping into. You know, last year I had no idea. It was my first time going last year. And I was just so overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, like it's freezing. I don't know what to do. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm like, there's celebrities around. Ah. Yeah. Um, so at least this time, like I knew what I was stepping into. Um, it was a lot warmer this year, which I really appreciate. Um, global warming is terrible, but in situations like that, yeah. kind of, it was kind of great. Um, and yeah, but I saw some really incredible movies. Um, I saw the TV Glow. I can't wait for that to come out. That is such a trippy movie. I mean, the whole vibe of the theater, everyone was just so tense and just so like it's it's very like it's a lot, but it's yeah. a very it's an A twenty four film. And if you film and if you know A twenty four, that you know they have a certain aesthetic. They have a certain you know they have a certain vibe to them. This movie is like the most A twenty movie that you'll ever see and yeah how how do they how do they like choose movies to feature do you like have to submit it to them or something yeah there's like a there's like a juror panel i don't i can't think of like the right word for but there are jurors who like vote on the um um, on the films that get into it so people submit that so it's like a competition in that way like kind of like an awards show yeah 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 yeah. for sure people submit their work and there's a a jury i don't really know what to call them but um there are people who pick them yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Actually, you know what's really interesting this year? Lots of great documentaries. Mm. And I really love that because, you know, at least like when, when you typically think of documentaries, right, you're thinking about like those ones that you watch in class where it's super boring and it's like yeah, slow. And it's, you know, these you know days, what I mean? like with Netflix, you know, the Netflix ones yeah. these days, it's like it'd be like a movie. Like, yeah. yeah. Streaming has changed everything about the, the TV industry and about storytelling and documentaries is definitely proof of that. I saw two really incredible documentaries, one about Frida 
Kahlo, the artist, which I absolutely adored. I'm actually working on a story for Vogue for that, which I'm super excited about. And then I saw um, this document. about to be like, who is this, the actor? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Right. This one was really cool because it like, it took all of Frida Kahlo's, it, it was like archived stuff of hers, like um, her, her work, like her diaries, things like that. Then they got voice actors to perform these parts of her diary, as well as other like diary entries from other people who are like close to her in her life. So it was a really cool like, visual experience um they have an inc the incredible animation team kind of like brought back to life her work and like animated the art pieces it was so so cool and yeah. then um i saw one that i literally can't stop talking about uh, about luther vandross called luther never too much and it was just perfect it was just right. absolutely perfect. So I that's mean, also a documentary. Yeah, it's also a documentary. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, the director, Don Porter, who just absolutely was the best per person suited to like tell this story mm -hmm. and um, and to reilluminate his legacy. Um, they got access to like um, uh, like never before seen footage of his performances and of his rehearsals from Sony Music directly. And so it was just it was so cool seeing his artistry and seeing what an incredible man performer he was. And so. Really, like, I would watch that 500 times over. I think it's an yeah. absolute must for any music lovers, for obviously for Luther lovers, but just in general, it's really great. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't really know any of his music at all. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I couldn't even name one song. He has a great discography. He has yeah. a great discography, yeah, and definitely. And well, this, uh, the documentary, like, stays true to that, and they make sure that, like, his music and his talents are at the forefront. And so it's like, you hear all the songs that you love, you hear Power of Love, you hear Never Too Much, all of that, and it's just, it's so great. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds interesting, man. Sundown sounds really cool, man. Like, it's so cool. I love it so yeah, much. I love it so much. It's like a community. It really is. It it's it's a very uniting space because really everybody is there because they love and care about film, um, and they love and care about TV, and so yeah. it really just like it's also very like networking heavy. Like people are obviously there to like get jobs, get connections, get opportunities, and so it just there's a electricity in the space that just feels really exciting. Everyone's really like just like very hyped and very high energy which yeah. can get exhausting don't get me wrong but it's it's so fun and i love writing about movies and tv and i don't get to do it like that often and so yeah it's always sundance season is always super fun yeah yeah it was really great yeah that so i hope that you get to go again next year fingers crossed fingers crossed i would yeah. love to go over and over and over again and maybe one day we'll even have our own movie there right yeah we <laughs> love know? a pipe dream yeah. and you know what? that's not a pipe dream that's no. gonna happen you know it's called <laughs> it's manifesting. Realistic. it's called manifesting yeah yeah other than that, we've really just been like up to um, working on this production company. I think, you know, like we told you guys um, last episode or last couple of episodes that, you know, we started this production company, Group Productions, and that's what really took us away from movie buffs. And so now I think we're really in the thick of like, okay, finding the balance between having this business and then like running this podcast. And, you know, some days are better than others. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, anybody who owns their own business knows that, you know, the early days are, are always the most chaotic. You're always constantly pivoting. And, you know, I, I'll be super honest, right? Like, I think we're trying to do something that not a lot of people are doing in the Kenyan landscape. And so what we have found is that it's been really hard to kind of, like, sell our vision and prove our vision. And for a while, we were very much like, okay, we're going to just go to people and we're going to give them our best elevator pitch and we're going to have smiles on our faces and we're going to, it's going to be great. 
Um, but it's looking like people are a little skeptical. And honestly, I get it, right? With any kind of like new thing, um, there is some sort of like skepticism that is around it. Um, but I think, yeah, so I, I get it, right? But it's also super frustrating for us because we're like, damn, like we don't have, we don't even have like market research that we can really point to to be able to like prove the validity of what we're doing. Um, so yeah, so really like I think we're, we're kind of moving towards this idea of like okay well like if we can't make them understand it verbally then we're gonna have to visually show them what we're talking about yeah, like let's show not to yeah you know what i mean yeah. like we're gonna have to create this content we're gonna have to put it out on social media hear what you guys think listen to you guys go with what you say that you want to see and then show people hey like this is what we can do yeah literally yeah yeah definitely yeah so part of us doing that um uh, we went to this event la yeah. last uh, this week. Yeah. Um, We're also trying to like network more. That's yeah. actually part of the reason why yeah, we went yeah. to um, this event that Will will tell us about a little bit. Because, you know, I think too also, you know, Will and I are really cognizant of the fact that like, you know, we come from spending some significant time in the U.S. and we're still fairly new to you know, to, to Kenya in general a little bit, I would even say. But definitely, like, this side of Kenya, right? Like, I would even say for me, like, professional spaces are fairly new to me in Kenya. And especially, like, film, TV, media spaces are super new to us. So we also are like, okay, we, let's, let's make some connections. Let's be in the right rooms. Because that also, I mean, plays a huge role in in getting people on your side, getting those commissions. Um, so there's, are there any young people out there who are like, you know, listening to us and like, if this is helpful at all, networking is your best friend. Networking is definitely your best friend. You know, even if you like don't know really who you are, what you're about, how to describe what you want to do, just having that connection, putting in that effort to reach out to somebody can make a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so we were at this event this yeah. week. Um, hosted by uh, a film company based in uh, L.A. called um, Invention Studios. Yeah. And um, the person who owns the company was here in Kenya. To Nicholas Weinstock. Nicholas Weinstock. Yes. So he was here to... Um, He's like a major producer. He's major producer, yeah. Bridesmaids. He's produced... Um, get, get him to the Greek. Greek. Like, he's like a big wig in Hollywood. So yeah. it seems, at least the vibe that I get, it's like, you know, he's he's done his big hits and now he's branching off to make his own thing and, right. you know, spearhead his own stories. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they're here because they're doing these, uh, these programs where they want to um, give people insight on how things work in Hollywood, how to get shows, uh, how to pitch shows, how to get shows... Uh, green-lighted, accepted, funded, and all that. So that event was basically just um, to introduce people to the program, and it was really interesting to be there um, and just see how many other people were there, you know, just trying to learn, other people working on uh, film projects. It was just really interesting, man. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I feel like, well, first of all, Will and I got there a little bit late, full disclosure. So we were told about two different things, right? We were told about this one program in which they're like accepting scripts from people on the continent. I think it's specifically Kenya, but I don't know if it's exclusively Kenya. Um, and so I guess like via this program, they're going to pick, I think it was 10, there's going to be 10 finalists and they pick five people from those 10 yeah. finalists. And those five scripts that these people have written will go on to be made. There's that side of it. 
And people were super excited about that, and there's clearly an energy and a response to that. Then the other side of it was that they have this platform called Craft Services, which is meant to be sort of like a, a networking space for people throughout different areas of their career as it pertains to film and TV, right? So the idea is that, you know, like you're part of this platform, you're connected to different people in Hollywood, in different industries around the world, um, who might know better than you. I think there might be like a mentor-mentee type situation happening there. There's like classes and workshops. So it seems like it's some sort of, it, it seems like you, like apply online then if you get in you get access to these courses i don't know if it's free or not i will say it seems like the the initiatives are a little bit half baked a little bit because you know like will and i like look try to look up for things online and stuff there isn't a whole lot of things out yet and i think the vibe to me at the event was very much like here's what's to come like look yeah. out for this yeah. um we're committed to this um but yeah no it was really cool i have never been in a space like that with other people who are like specifically interested and who work in the industry and who are writers and producers and filmmakers so just i think sometimes it can feel like it's just you and I, right? Mm. And we, we can feel so isolated from other people who are trying to do this. And, and oftentimes we get so frustrated because we're like, oh my God, like, why is there anybody else out there? Like, who can we work with? Like, who else is like us? Like, who cares about this? Yeah. Like, who wants to make Kenyan content better? And so it there's made so me so many feel, people, yeah. There's, there's yeah. actually so many people who are out here, like, working on that. And yeah, just even the people who were speaking at the at the event. Yeah. It was just cool to just um kind of hear what other people are working on, what other people are trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about like these kinds of programs in general? Because like there's we don't have a lot for sure. I mean I think, you know, Africa is still sort of like this untapped market for so many industries, certainly the film and TV industry. And I mean, we've seen Hollywood struggle in telling our stories authentically and in, in a modern, fresh, engaging way yeah. because there is still a pretty big gap between the two. And so, but we've seen like some little initiatives here or there. We've seen some small things happen here or there. But, you know, like, we, so we've seen kind of a lot of stuff that is trying to bridge that gap. But like, what are your thoughts on them? Do you think that they're helpful? Do you think that they address um, the real problem? Um... They, I feel like they tend to not address the real problem usually. Um, I don't know. I feel like obviously the biggest problem that we have here is funding. Yeah. That, that's what I think. Yeah. I think the biggest problem we have is funding. Mm -hmm. um, some people who are trying to create something, they might, have, they might have a really good idea, but they don't have the access to the funding. And the only way to get that access is to pitch. And mm. it's down to someone just not seeing your vision, mm. which I think happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, these kinds of events, like, okay, they tell you, okay, yeah, we're taking 10 people or 10 scripts, 10 shows or whatever, bringing it down to five people, and then we'll select those ones to, like, actually produce their projects. So, like, that doesn't really help the problem at all because yeah. you're just basically just choosing what you think is cool and then just funding it. Yeah. But it doesn't solve the problem of the funding in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. I think that, listen, this is not, we by no means want to discourage programs like what Invention Studios is doing, right? I think the idea of of specifically catering and being committed to championing African stories and African film is extremely important. But I think it does gloss over the problem, right? Because, okay, yeah. great. Like, you pick these five films, you make them. I, what does that do for the industry as a whole, right? Like, maybe that does help show that there is con um, talent here on the continent. Like, I think I that's that. the, the, the thing that's that it the, does. That's the thought, yeah. right? Like, oh, okay, we just need to get, like, one smash hit and then now in Kenya. Yeah, then now Netflix Hollywood. will just come here and right. pick up everything. But 
it also doesn't work like that also yeah Yeah. to me i think the biggest problem is education yeah i think that like you know like i think the biggest issue here is that like we really don't have spaces where people can go and really learn about the art of filmmaking about the art of like making a tv show about making multi-dimensional characters how to write for tv how to write for film and i think a lot of the times actually this is interesting to talk about hot take but um uh uh, nicholas weinstock he made a comment um I, i forget what somebody asked him i think it was something to do about like oh like why is Kenya not included in the global conversation no, when it, it comes was, to TV and film? Yeah, so the person was asking, so um, for, I think the program, for the slots in the program, I don't think it's limited to only Kenya or something like that. But it was something specifically about the writing. Because oh. that's what I was going towards. Yeah, yeah, So I forget what the person asked, but it was something to do about like, mm, I think it was like why Kenya isn't, um, you know, like isn't like a, a powerful market when it comes to filmmaking and TV making. And basically like he didn't say it verbatim like this but he kind of was like the writing isn't good like mm. right like the, the the bar is low and yeah. that to me is the biggest issue yeah. i think when it comes to kenyan viewers and and kenyan creators and just like culturally the bar is not that high like i'm sorry if you look at some of the shows that we make and compare them to like an insecure and all those things and like what you're saying is true right? like i think funding is a big part of it but also it's just i think it's also like a a lack of knowledge and a lack of experience you see to me i think what would be more meaningful than maybe just like you know like picking five scripts and then making those movies is that why don't you have like sort of like an exchange program between like writers here and like shows in the US like you know what I mean like maybe you can have a program where writers can shadow like a writer's room for Abbott Elementary or like one of these shows that people can really understand and like learn these skills and then bring them back here and establish them here because to be honest we have a pretty you have a pretty weak infrastructure yeah yeah you know what I mean yeah I agree with you like the when it comes to like execution of like like you said like making a production like like the writing the shooting all that i just feel like a lot of the times um like you said the bar is a bit low like it's it's not as high quality as i feel like it can be most of the time yeah and i I feel like people are afraid to criticize kenyan content because of course like we want to support things that are happening here and i believe in that wholeheartedly but i also believe that if we do like want to move forward and if we want to get bigger and if we want more opportunities we have to start calling a spade a spade like it's not good right like i would love to love single kiasi like i really would but i just can't get past the point that it feels like a gimmick Mm. And and I think it's almost, it's that thing of like, I think sometimes as Kenyans, and I think this radiates throughout other parts of our culture and other part aspects of, of life here, the bar is low. I think that we're just like, oh, like in Kenya, we could never do that. Or, oh, mm. like we would never be able to pull that off. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, why? Why not? Also, oh, Kenyans won't understand that. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. <laughs> so Will and I, if you guys don't know yet, Will and I are also like, I think we're screenwriters in our own right. And we were very interested in the art of filmmaking. We want to make our own movies one day and make our own TV shows one day. And we've had some ideas that we've shopped around to different executives here. And every single time we've been met with the, oh, Kenyans won't understand that. Or, yeah. oh, like, no, there's no way Kenyans would like that. Or, oh, no, we could never do that. Or, oh, it would never work. Or, oh, and- it's too diaspora. And, and you know, and it, it's really funny because it's crazy to me. It's people who are in these positions of being able to green light a project yes. or, or, or fund a project. It's We're talking head of showman. You know, like, you, people you know. like that are yeah. the ones who say things like that. And like you tell them your idea, they'll say, no, no, Kenyans will never understand that. I literally go talk to my friends. I'm saying, I'm, I'm like, yo, would you watch a show like this? They're like, yeah, I would love that yeah. immediately. So like, it's like a huge disconnect between yes. these like 
people who like basically green light everything and people who are actually watching things there's like a bit of a disconnect with how yes because they i feel like they they really like underestimate kenyans man and i don't i don't yes. like that like why do we underestimate ourselves like yes you know what i mean like yes there can like i feel like everyone here has watched like an american movie that has to do with something that does not exist even in kenya but yeah. you still watched the movie and enjoyed it so yeah. like you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I don't understand that argument of, oh, Kenyans won't understand They this. understood Squid Game. Exactly. Squid Game is even in another language. Yeah. Like, like you I, know what I, I mean? I don't get it. So, it, it's yeah. not, a, like, I don't think it's about what Kenyans will understand and what they won't understand. To me, that's that makes no sense. It makes no yeah. sense. And I think it's so insulting. And yeah. listen, we're here to blow the whistle, okay? We want you guys to know what blow these the people... Blow the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Whistle. Um, really quick, this is a little bit of a I When I was at Sundance, I went to um, this party that Too Short hosted because he had a film that came out at Sundance called Freaky Tales. I'm so it's jealous, fantastic. man. It's fantastic. Look at it. So yeah, so I went to a party and like, he hosted it, it and he show, performed man. and it was so great. He he. Let me tell you, he played Will the Whistle 17 times. Every single time, I was screaming. Yeah. Every single time. It was so great. Issa Rae was also there, but I didn't get the chance to talk to her, which is a deep regret. My friend met her in the bathroom. Shout out to my friend Kelsey. I have never been more jealous of somebody in my entire life. I mm. digress. Back to the topic but no yeah i think it's important to i think create some transparency between that side of the business and you the viewers because I, i'm gonna be honest i would really love to know from you guys like yeah, do you think that's the case do you think that you wouldn't be un able to understand like a modern family set in nairobi or like a political satire about a nairobi politician like do you think those those things are inconceivable to you we don't think so and that's really like the hill that we are dying on exactly. i don't think that we you guys can only enjoy a show like single kiasi or a show like Real Houses of Nairobi. I think that you guys can or would be able to understand and enjoy and love content that is fresh and different and shows off the Kenyan reality in a different kind of light. And that's what I think. And that's part of the whole point of Caribou Productions is that we know you guys are not dumb. You guys know you're not dumb. Speak on it, brother. So like the some of the things, like some of the ideas we've shared with people they're just it, it's like oh like kenyans like that's not gonna like nope sorry that's not gonna work and i'm just like but i know people who watch a similar show to that but it's just based in another country so why wouldn't they understand it if it's in kenya you know what i mean and then you know what's really frustrating to me and this is no shade to show max we have some friends that work there and we really appreciate what they're trying to do in the spaces they're trying to fill in kenya but they wonder why people don't have show max mm. and i'm just like it's not great like, yeah. it's not great. Like, yeah. it's I at best. And like, and I think that we should be able to create space for us to say that. To say that. So we can just, all we want is the best content yes. possible. Like, we we can have the best content coming out of Africa. Like, by we far. really we can. can. Like, and there's so much hunger here. Like, Hollywood's just, always like, yeah. they're so hungry. They just like, they don't they're know. It's, by the way, that's something we've also noticed. Like, um, these like people from like Hollywood and like other countries, they're trying so hard to get into Kenya. Like Hungry. They're really, really Hungry. trying to get into Kenya. Yeah. But they just don't know who to go to. It's just really hard for them also because they don't really know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like you see, like there's been several, like there's been much more things being produced here. Yeah. And like, I think it's going to even go crazy, be like grow a lot, man. Like, yeah. So, um, the whole point of Kar Karibu Productions is to just like come with the type of content that we know can do well here. Yeah. And not being scared of like taking a risk, you know? Challenge this idea yeah. that all Kenyans want to see is Nairobi Half Life 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. I feel 5 like we're on Nairobi Half Life 2.0. 
20 oh by now, God. man. There's so many movies and shows that it's like basically so the same many. thing. Yeah. I am so tired of seeing a young boy, like the storyline of a young <laughs> boy in the trenches, in the hood, in the Roy Sambus, in the, you know, in the, in the Karyobangis, trying to make it out the hood or like in a life of crime and just trying to. So I'm so tired of that story. Now, don't get me wrong. That is a lot of people's reality. And that story is important. But the allegiance that we have to that story, that volume type story, that Nairobi Half-Life, that of Ayanle, like I can just list a hundred movies. Like we have to let go of that. We have to let go of that. That's not the only perspective and the only story that is here, that is real. Yeah. Like you said, like I, none of my friends can relate to that. Can your friends relate to that? No. Now your friends in a life <laughs> of crime. Like you know what I mean? Like come on, let's have some fun. Let's make a romantic comedy. But you know, even let's the make... majority of people can't relate to being criminals. Like yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like but yeah, These it's not charge dramas. It's Lord. not. Like, it's you know what I mean? I just feel like like that's fine, yeah. But like. There's so much more that we can be doing also. Fine is a good word to put it. It's yeah. fine. Because like I said, like there are people who can identify with that experience. I would argue the majority of people can't though. I w yeah. I would also like to see something that's like, okay, if it's similar to that like same story, like cool. But I would just like to see it executed in like a new way. Like yes. something that's like really captivating. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, it's like... Like, if we think of Hollywood, like, how many movies have they made of, like, a bank robbery, right? Yes. But, like, some, like, to make a new movie like that, you need to, like, introduce some kind of new element. Yes. Like, something that's just a bit different. Yeah. Because there's, like, hundreds of thousands of bank robbery movies, mm -hmm. action movies, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Sports movies. There's so many, like... Those types of movies where there's many of them, like even romantic movie comedies, yes. like what can you do to make it new? You know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. A, a different vibe. Yes. And we'll talk about that when we're talking about shows later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we definitely will. Yeah. I think it's an oversaturated space. And I think that's why I'm like, can we just abandon it for a little bit? Like we can get back to it and then apply all the things that you I just saying. want us to like <laughs> fund other projects like yes. give energy to other kinds of projects yes. like you know like, what can i mean imagine like a kenyan musical so fun a musical is so cool oh my man. god that's i'm by the way i'm dying and that would be that. so good like in so kenya good. it would be so good in imagine kenya, like man. with african influence like music like yeah, so man. fun like let's have fun be experimental like do yeah. something different like it's a little boring i'm sorry it's, yeah. i'm sorry it's a little boring you know. That's the end of our TED Talk, though. <laughs> really, like, we could make this whole episode, like, about that specifically, because I feel really passionately about it. Because, like, people, I really feel like people are going to be, are afraid to be, to be real about it. Because we can do better. We can do better. Don't yeah. be afraid. Yeah. Okay, all and, right. And there's room for everything. There's room for everything. Kenyan movies don't have to just be one thing. And I feel like they're, yes. they're one thing right now. My God, they are one thing. Yeah. They are one thing. You know, they are Nairobi Half-Life. That like, is what everything out here is basically you know it's nairobi half-life or like now the version of experimental is like a real housewives where it's like opulent wealth and so it's yeah. like okay like the trenches or like oprah and also nothing in between also things like like the real housewives that's that's not a kenyan show you know so that is true yeah it's, it's not even a it's kenyan show. yeah yeah Okay, that's the end of our TED Talk. We could really talk about that for, like, the rest of time. We, if you can't tell, we're extremely passionate about it. Someone give us a budget. Someone give us a job. Get us into these rooms. Because I really think, I mean, this might be a little bit pompous to say, but I really think that we could do 
we could do something. We could cook. We could do something. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Just let us cook, man. Let us cook. Let us cook. <laughs> okay, so before we get into um, the movies and TV shows that we're going to be talking about today, let's talk about some pop culture. I love that we're doing this now, by the way. I love me some pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> and because of the nature of my yeah. journalism job, I'm always like, okay, like seeing what's on Twitter. And I'm yeah, like, exactly. I'm, I stay tapped in for my job. So I'm just, I already got this in my head. I already got swirling. I stay on social media too much. So true, true. We are I on social also, media a I am lot. also tapped in. We are tapped in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Usher at the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, Usher yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah Let yeah, me tell yeah. you something. You want to know something about Miss Chloe Moy? Something about me? <laughs> I love me some Usher. Even when all that herpes shit was going down, I was still like, "That's my kingdom." What? Are, even when he was a when he was a kleptomaniac. I mean, even when he was a kleptomaniac, even Usher bucks the whole thing. I was like, I stand by he my man. He just steals clothes, man. I love him. He can do no <laughs> wrong. He can steal. He can spread STDs. He's still he's still number one to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the the Super Bowl show. Halftime show. Electric. Yeah. I think, and this is, Charlemagne even said he thinks it's probably the best Super Bowl halftime show of all time, if not like top three. Hmm. Yeah, the best. I mean, first of all, I even just think the decision of Usher brilliant the nfl the last couple of years they've been very dedicated to black um artists which we love to see after a period of time where they were doing a lot of like like white people like it was very like much like caucasian season prior to that like they had maroon five that year and and cold play and shit like that and it was was that after bruno mars yeah that was after bruno mars yeah yeah bruno mars Beyonce. beyonce then bruno mars I think that was that was the same one. It was like it was um, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, oh, yeah, Coldplay, yeah, yeah. and then Beyonce came and like did some little things. So I don't really think that counts. Like I, yeah. I don't even know like who. Why are you putting Beyonce with other people? It's yeah. just be Beyonce. So like after Anyways, that, yeah. I remember my favorite one. Sorry, but my favorite one was yeah. the one that had like Fifty Cent, Eminem. You know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. all the rappers. Yeah, that was my favorite one. I didn't like that one only because. They had so many people. It was too They would quick. come yeah, in yeah. and do like two seconds, seconds. You know yeah. what I mean? Literally, Eminem came up. He was like, Mom, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay. Now 50's there. He's like, you know, yeah, yeah. girl. No, the 51 was nice, though. He was yeah. upside down. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. no. But like, yeah, because he, he did like, like 20 seconds of a song. I don't care. I'm just bringing, we're just busting out the fan a little bit. Cause it's hot. It's hot. We're just doing a little bit. But um, yeah, that one I didn't love just because of that reason. Like mm. it was just like, it was super, it was super rushed. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. So uh, Ursha Baby The last came. one was Rihanna, right? Yeah. Yeah. She announced her pregnancy. I thought it was I. Like I thought it was good. I, I thought I it was even, fine. I didn't even see it. It was fine. Um, Usher was perfect, though. Usher was exactly hey, perfect. Usher was nice. He brought though. the A to the world. And I wasn't loved it, it. Wasn't it the longest one ever? Yeah. He. I don't know. He had asked for 15 minutes. I think he got that, right? Because I think in total, the performance was like 13 minutes and 30 seconds. Then I think... Maybe he didn't get it. I'm no. not sure about that. Yeah, it was like 13 minutes. One of the longer ones. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it was, it was Negro excellence like yeah. it was like stripper poles and roller skates and gyrating and i just was did, like yes did sir. you see there was um there was one of the dancers she fell she sure did yeah man i there saw was, the video there was a stri- actually two people fell there was one right, stripper who right, fell right right peace out she to her fell look like she fell on pole, her head man. she sure did and she was upside down too that yeah. peace out to her head then there was another girl who she fell. was on the roller skates yeah the roller she, skater she fell she fell, fell. She fell. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um it was chaos and i loved every single second of it i loved the songs that he picked he sounded fantastic there were certainly moments where he was tired but Usher's in his mid-40s so he's we also, forgive he that he was dancing the whole time man. Like, he was dancing the whole time dancing and singing oh, at oh, the same oh, time oh, is crazy oh, oh. yeah <laughs> doing all the popping and locking my favorite part was um yeah. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Man, yeah, when sure. Ludacris came, so oh, good. I was like, Ridiculous. "This is crazy." Yeah, 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 so good. And um, Alicia Keys also. Let's talk about Alicia Keys. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alicia, 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 Alicia is a wonderful, wonderful singer. It was not her day. Okay, her voice. I think. Okay, man. you know what we're gonna talk about the voice crack. And like, listen, it happens to the best of singers. Okay, you know what? So- sounding like me in like high school. You know in <laughs> so high school. You, you know in high school when you have to answer a question, then you stand up and then your voice uh, just breaks. Nineteen. In nineteen. You know what? You know what? It happens to the best of us. She <laughs> vocally, she sounded like I don't know. She had a cold. I thought actually she had a little bit of a cold. But you know something. Something was going on. Something was. Going going on wasn't her best singing day it's okay um, i usually can't tell things like that i mean she sounded so nice man her voice is a little bit weak it sounded <laughs> like she was pushing and my thing is like singers just modulate it just bring it down bring it down if you can't hit it That's high like, bring it down you know you know who was that who was performing and it was like chill keisha cole oh, it was keisha cole Ke- ah. where was keisha cole was that the, was that the soul train it was like bt or something yeah. what was she singing Oh, she last was, night. She was singing last with night. The with the top offender. Yeah, with the <laughs> repeat offender. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Diddy down bad is what <laughs> I like to call him these days. Um, he deserves to be there because he is a villain. Um, yeah, I mean, homegirl, she was pushing the hell out of her voice. And my thing is like, girl, like you in a different age, of, you're in a different stage of life. Bring that shit down. Bring it down a step. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think maybe Alicia could have maybe I think she can hit those notes, but I think that she was having a bad day, and I think that you know. Maybe it would have been nice to bring it down. But again, we don't know the particulars. Maybe, you know, maybe she got sick that day. Maybe it was a last minute thing. She couldn't change nothing. Anyways, yeah. But then now you saw the internet was all talking about like the way Usher was like cuddling up behind her. <laughs> you know, at this point, I don't know why we're talking about this. Like, you, we know who Usher is. We know who he is. Charlemagne said he's a domestic terrorist. Yo, when Charlemagne said that, I like literally choked my water out of my mouth. Usher is a menace, man. He's a he's menace. A, he's here breaking up homes. <laughs> he's a menace. <laughs> Yeah, but also, then but then you saw Swiss Beats was like, man, I don't care, of man. Of course, they, yeah. I mean, they have three kids. They've been married for like yeah, how long, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I do like love that though because I like, got the power of Usher and his sex appeal. Is He's just such so a menace. That guy's a menace, man. You know that guy? He could like grind up on Oprah and get stem and worry. <laughs> like that's the power of Usher. Okay, nobody's safe. Nobody's safe with Usher. Yeah, um, but no, I thought to. it was really cute. I thought like, their chemistry was fantastic. Apparently, they dated back in the day. Did you know that? Nah. I don't know if that's been confirmed. I don't know if that's maybe a rumor report situation. But um, yeah, they used to date. Yeah. Love that. Um, yeah, it was perfect. Love Usher. So, I mean, that makes that song make sense. Yeah. Is that way we yeah. were younger? You oh, yeah, were they performed mine. it, yeah. They sure did. I mean, they had to, right? Like, yeah. you can't get Alicia, then she don't do that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, anyways. anyways yeah, Usher, the, the Usher show was crazy. If you haven't yeah. seen it, you should go catch it on YouTube. Yeah, but, catch but, it on YouTube. But you won't hear Alicia Keys' voice break because they removed that and they dubbed it yeah, over. Yeah, they sure did. I heard they actually changed it back after it they changed it back. broke. Yes. <laughs> because every album that picked it up, it was like, oh, like, you know, Apple changes. That's even more embarrassing now for her. Yeah, yeah. So embarrassing. Just just take it down, Alicia. Just take it down. Right. I Yeah. I don't think there'll be Black Super Bowl again next year. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to go back to Caucasian. I think they're going to try and get um, Miss Swift. Of course. You've heard it here first. My 2025 Super Bowl prediction performance, halftime. The ruler of all, all white people. No, I'm joking. No, but she is, though. <laughs> She's their god. You know what? I could go off. Oh, yes. Oh, you know, okay, going back to Usher really quick before we go to my my predictions for next year. He also got married. Yeah, yeah, he got married. Yeah, he got on, married to yes, his girlfriend. What's her name? Valentine's Day. I don't know. Some li- lovely light-skinned lady. Mazel tov. Don't know her mm. name. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. Shall we proceed? Yeah. Yeah.
Right. So the Bob Marley movie just came out. Yeah, to terrible reviews. Yeah. Terrible, terrible reviews. I've heard that um, there are some Oscar-worthy performances, specifically from Kingsley Benadir, who plays the, Bob Marley. Oh, he's um, the, I've heard he's fa- fantastic. The, he's British. Yeah. yeah, he's British, and he's a wonderful actor. He was in Barbie, other things. Um, he's super, oh, super talented. He in, that's the guy. Yeah, he's one of the I'm Kens. like, where have I seen him? Man? Yeah, he's one of the Kens. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. one of the Kens. I know him from this other show called High Fidelity that he was in with Zoe Kravitz. Amazing show. Got canceled way too soon. Uh, it was on Hulu. Definitely check it out. It was. I really loved it. He was in that he was so charming in that yeah i hear he's fantastic in it but i've heard the movie um i heard that the movie basically drops you into a a very specific time in his life without really giving you context and so it's not really the most like well-rounded biopic because you do kind of need to like see like someone's life and get Mm. an idea of who they are you need to paint a bigger picture not just a particular moment in time for them and then i've heard that it also has like pacing issues and things like that but honestly i'll probably still watch it yeah i'll check it out yeah Yeah, i'm curious Um, i'm curious about learning more about him even if it's not like a a bigger picture thing about him and again like i i'm really curious about his performance his accent from what i heard in the trailer his accent sounds fantastic yeah i mean yeah yeah but you know the Brits tend to be quite good with accents because, you know. Yeah, see, they have Jamaicans there. Yeah, and they're yeah. also, I think, also just, like, inherently, like, they are used to, like, accent work in general, right? Because the most of them are doing mostly American stuff yeah. or they're playing American, so they yeah, know, yeah. you know what I mean? I, 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 always, I always say, like, I feel like um, to be a great British actor, it really helps to be able to do an American accent. So yeah. you can get jobs in America as playing an American, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, I feel like... Because for them, it's like they're also trying to get to Hollywood. You know? yeah. yeah, and there's like a long history of that. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, there's a long history of that. So, yeah, if you've seen it, let us know what you think. If you think that it's worth our time, yeah. let us know. I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. I, also, like how... I wonder, like... I don't actually don't know anything about this movie. Like, I don't yeah. know. Is it a focus mainly on, like, the music or, like, those, like, now political issues that were going on? It seems like... So, I, I haven't looked up much in, intentionally because I wanted to kind of go into it a little bit blind. But I think I there was a time in his music. life where he was, like, running from, like, the feds and he was, like, not making music for a time. Yeah, I don't know. Then he, like, the... came back to make music. Yeah. And so I think it's about that time in his life specifically. So yeah. I don't even know if he's gotten sick yet or any so of I'm, that I'm part I'm assuming, like, happened. he dies in the movie. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think that we even get into all that. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. So, again, yeah, we'll have to just check it out and see. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Check it out, see that. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Like, yeah, I I like Bob Marley, but I, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, am I, like, the biggest Bob, Fair, Bob Marley fan? Like, probably not. But, like, I, I, he's a cultural icon, right? Like, he, yeah. he's he's an icon. He's a legend. So, yeah. like, we'll watch it. We'll watch it for those reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah, facts. Yeah. yeah. All right, so um, something interesting happened with J-Lo. Oh, yeah. The Iowa DeBerry and, and J-Lo drama. Love this. Yeah. So in case you guys don't know, I'm sure that you do by this point. Um, so both Iowa DeBerry and J-Lo were um, performing. Performing. I guess they were both appearing on Saturday Night Live. Iowa was the host. J-Lo was the, the musical act. Around the time that news dropped that they were going to be in the same episode, a clip resurfaced of Io basically talking shit about yeah. J-Lo being right. like, she's she a mid-singer. Sing, yeah. She wasn't wrong. I love J-Lo. I've seen J-Lo live. She's fantastic. Yeah. J-Lo, but you know what? I think that in in music, there are two, There you either are a vocal, you're either bringing art, you're either bringing vocals, bringing artistry, bringing genius, or you're a performer. Like, gets you on the stage and you're giving. And I think that the people who are the greats, 
give both. But I think most people, most performers, are in one of two categories. Phoebe Bridges, bringing vocals. J-Lo, she's a performer. She's not, we're not, you're not going to see J-Lo because you're, you're trying to like hear the notes that she hits or the runs that she yeah, hits. Exactly. Like That's not what J-Lo gives, right? Like She gives a spectacle. She that's gives a I'm performance. Saying. You know what I mean? Some, some people are like, like musicians and some people are entertainers, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Some people and like the, you know, neither of them chance. are wrong or better or worse. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's just like not JLo. Like that's not what JLo gives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like people like don't realize how rare it is to like be like that person. Totally. You know, it's, it's not as common as people totally. think. It's quite rare. Like, yeah. yeah. So not anyway, everyone Kyle, can be Beyonce. Like, yeah. You know Beyonce I mean? is one of the few that gives <laughs> yeah. both, right? But yeah. like, it's not, that's not everybody's category. Anyway, so Io did share an apology, a public apology. And then we heard recently, I think like earlier this week, that Jayla actually said that Io went to her personally and gave like, you know, tearfully apologized to her and basically was like, hey, I'm sorry, I was an asshole. I was young. I didn't know like the power of putting those words online and that's all true i wish that i had stood on business because she wasn't wrong she wasn't wrong right and i think like j-lo has to know at this point right like did you hear j-lo a couple um, of weeks or months ago she was accepting an award for like l woman of the year or something of that nature like a woman of the year type of um award and she basically was like i've never won a grammy i've never won an oscar i've never won a, i've never won any of those things and i'm like j-lo yeah oh. and i'm like yeah girl like you want that girl like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. I loved, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I, she has to know the lane that she's in. Like, you know what I mean? But I feel you. I feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah. She wasn't saying it in like a bitter way, but it was a little bitter if I'm being a little honest. Like, it was like she felt a little bit of a type of way, which of course anybody would, right? Like, everybody wants recognition on that level. But like, that's not. I also think it's that was. That's bullshit, man. J-Lo is a commercially successful entertainer performer. Like that's and that's her lane. Yeah. And I and I don't think that those kinds of people are in the Oscar EGOT lane. But right? So many of them have Oscars and EGOTs. Or not EGOTs, no, but like so I, many of them I, have I, Grammys. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I feel like okay, yes, there are people who like have Grammys who are in that category, mm -hmm. but also like that's not J-Lo's lane. Like, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. her lane. Jayla yeah. will make her billions and she'll sell out concerts until I'm sure she's 80. Mm. But I just don't think that she's, you know what I mean? I will say, though, when she played Selena Quintanilla, the, the late Tejano singer who I adore, in um, Selena, the biopic of her life, which actually came out like a year or two after she died, that I think she could have won an Oscar for. Right. That was a great portrayal. But she's just, yeah, she's not that guy. I wish AO had stood on business. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um... Yeah, um, the Daily Show. So we've been used to we've been used to seeing Trevor Noah um, on the Daily Show, but he hasn't been there for a while. And John Stewart's actually back. Yeah, like yeah. So right. So so Trevor Noah quit like a year ago or two years ago or something yeah. like that. I forget. Did, did they? Do you guys know? Actually, we're asking the crew here. Do you guys know if they recap? Like, if somebody else was hosting the Daily Show, or was it just like, oh, you know what? I remembered. They had like recurring celebrity guests like one week it would be so and so the next week it's like so and so mm. so after Trevor left they were trying to figure out who was going to host the show and it looks like Jon Stewart is back why that's what, how I feel about it why why not like I mean he's not bad right but I feel like with shows like the Tonight Show with shows like the Daily Show like the idea is that 
one person gets it for and they have their tenure, then they pass on the baton. I don't really know. And, and that's what keeps these shows exciting, right? These shows that have been going on for generations and for decades and years. Like what keeps it fresh is these new people at the forefront. I just am like, I'm not mad at Jon Stewart, but I'm just like, why? Yeah. Do you know what they, I mean? They probably just you couldn't find anybody else? Probably not. If, if you could pick, who would you think could do the job? Um, I honestly have no idea. Because, like... Yeah. I will say, like, that's hard for me to think of it. Because this is what I'll say, right? Like, Trevor Noah... Um, so, I knew Trevor Noah from back in South Africa. He was famous back in those days, like, in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And, like, his specific type of comedy, it, like, changed when he got onto The Daily Show. Mm -hmm. And all his comedy started being, like, political and, like, about American politics because that's basically what the show is about. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know who could come and, like, just do... I, I can't think of someone to come and do it. Like, I'm sure there's people, but, like... Yeah. Okay, so our producer just told us that he's coming back to the show every Monday because of election season. Okay. I get it. And I also feel like, too, that you actually bring something up that's interesting. I wonder if, like, this lane of, like, politically charged comedy is dying a little bit. I think there was a, t a moment in time in, like, the late you know, Trump era where, like, it's everybody was era. doing that kind of it's comedy. The Trump era. And I feel like it was, it's been years since the Trump era content. has been over and people are over it, right? Like, we're tired of the political. Like, I feel like there's, the, the pendulum has swung the other way. Thing is, like, Oh, yeah, also that too, but like also like because John Stewart's basically gonna come back and do the same thing, right? Yes. But like, like you said, like the like people are kind of tired of that. It's also because like just like the climate is different now. Because yeah. like you know the days for Trump, like you just wake up and you and you go on your phone. You're like, oh, what crazy shit did this guy yeah. say today? You know what I yeah. mean? But now it's not really like that anymore. So like, and if you think about it too, before that era, that was like the real big like um like goofy raunchy comedy era like even yeah. in film and tv like yeah. you know like now, now thinking like late 2000s early 2010s like it was very like non-pc era then now trump came and it was like this whole like way for pc stuff and like political humor and everything and then, and then trump left office and the pendulum swung the other way and people were doing other kinds of comedy so i also think like there are the, the pool is small yeah you know who else could really do it i don't think anybody so good luck john stewart do your thing you know what to do yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk about the Grammys a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, but we'll talk about it a little bit. We'll talk yeah. about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, um, I know you're happy, uh, Victoria Monet. I'm a dad on my I was so happy for Victoria Monet. Nobody deserves it more. I just like what an incredible story. What an inspiring story. She first moved to LA in 2009. This is when she's getting recognized. I just love everything about it. Victoria to the stars. Love yeah, it. Yeah. That's a dope uh, dope song as well. It's the whole album is song. nice. Yeah, she, I mean the album is fantastic. She deserved to win. I'm I'm she usually did. I'm usually I'm not a I'm not really a big awards show kind of person. Yeah. Cuz I I honestly just think it's bullshit, but like mm -hmm. yeah, I I was glad she won that. Yeah, she yeah. deserved it. But um now for the for me the most interesting thing was the hip hop category. Mm -hmm. So the hip hop category actually surprised me this year for the first time in I don't know how long. Mm -hmm. Cuz I'm usually like, it's going to go to whoever the most popular person is, regardless of anything else. 
Mm-hmm. And this year they did not do that, and I that made me feel really good, man. Yeah, like I was really happy with that. So Killer Mike won the best hip hop album. Yeah, surprising. I, I have not even heard the album. I think I've heard like one song. I barely know who Killer Mike is. Sorry to that man. Yeah, no, Killer Mike is dope. I've I've been I've seen him live at a mm-hmm. show actually. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of these older guys, you know. I think he's in his forties. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like. Um, I don't want to speak too much about how his music is, but, you know, he beat people like Travis Scott mm-hmm. and, you know, those kinds of uh, younger guys. Um, I forgot who else, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, he also got arrested at the Grammys. He sure did. Yeah. He walked out with uh, the gramophone in one hand and the other hand behind his back. Yeah, he was just <laughs> getting thrown, thrown out of the Grammys. Crazy. Why did he get arrested? Do you know? I don't know. I, I just heard he had gotten into an altercation or something. Mm. Yeah. What what a wild situation because now he's basically been like a, a press tour explaining what happened and it's yeah. so interesting it's like I've been watching a couple of the interviews and seeing them like dive between like congratulations to like but what happened yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like what an interesting like have to have to do an apology tour basically yeah. when you're also doing like a celebratory tour like we yeah. never see those in the same like you know in the same grouping I think yeah it's interesting yeah but no I like Killer Mike he's a cool, yeah. he's a cool guy he's, you know he's, yeah um. I'm really glad that they actually like decided that no, this is actually the best album. Yeah. And it wasn't on gimmicks, flashiness, money, mm-hmm. how uh, how young someone is, mm-hmm. like how popular someone is. It mm-hmm. didn't have anything to do with that. They actually chose someone who's a real, real, real musician. I really like that. Yeah. Killer Mike is also cool because the, at the show that I went to. Mm. Um, so I, it was somebody else's show and he just came to like perform a song in that guy's show. I forgot who it was. But then he came and like when when it's time for his verse, he just like, he's, he does this. So they stop the music and he's like, guys, I'm so sorry. I smoke uh, copious amounts of weed and I forgot my whole verse. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he was like, but I, it's okay. I've remembered it. So I'll just do it right now. Acapella. <laughs> so he did it acapella with no music or anything. That's so cool. That's the thing i remember the most about him so wow that, yeah, interesting yeah. killer mike is a cool artist man muscle tough yeah. killer mike yeah yeah Congratulations. So shout out to killer mike shout out killer mike yeah okay yeah yeah what we talking about next um next um we'll talk about mine k okay yeah yeah, okay, so Mineke from um, Real Houses of Nairobi. She's pregnant. She announced that she was pregnant on Valentine's Day. Congratulations, Mine. Um, we tried to watch Real, Real Houses of Nairobi. Okay, again, like, this is no shade, right? Because, like, I really do appreciate that, like, we're trying to enter these new spaces. Love that we're getting some new reality. I love the Real Housewives franchise. Atlanta's my personal favorite. Like, grew up on it. Obsessed. It's not the best show. I did. I do. Manet's my favorite character on the show, though, like by far. Like I love her brand of villain. Those are two, typically the ones where I'm like, <laughs> I root for those kinds of villains. Um. So yeah, congratulations to Manet. Great. Right. Not that for her. Yeah. yeah. Do you think um is Real Houses coming back? Do you think it is? I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. It probably is though. Yeah. It probably is. Have you heard anything? Have you guys heard anything about it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder how the ratings were with that. Do you guys watch that show? Tell us in the comments. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, yeah. Um, the last couple of things to talk about. Um, well, this is a long ass pop. We had a lot to say about pop culture. We had a lot of yeah. stuff. 
You but know yeah, what okay, I mean? yeah. The last, the last two things we'll just say. We just want to say rest in peace to Charles Oda. Yeah, you know, we definitely want to take a minute to um, corroborate him and his memory and celebrate him. Yeah. Um, we didn't know him well. I've had some conversations um, with Charlie, and he was always extremely gracious and nice. Mostly talking about like industry stuff. And um, Shiro actually is a friend of Cooper Production. She appeared on one of our shows, Pillow Talk, with Mercy Kialo, and she was. It's, it's so sad because that time she had just gotten engaged and it was actually her first interview um, after getting engaged and like nobody knew yet. It was hush hush and she was just, she was so happy and you could just tell like she, you could just tell like what a moment of significance that was for her and how she really like was truly in love with this man and truly happy. And so Shiro, we're thinking about you. We love you. And Charlie, you will be missed. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know he was from Makutano Junction. Yeah. yeah, I used to watch that show. Iconic, a legend, day. a legend. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a deep loss for also like the Kenyan industry as well as, you know, personally to Shiro and all of his friends and family. Right. Yeah. Also, we want to say rest in peace to Kelvin Kiktum. Yeah, we're thinking about your family, friends. Um, yeah, it's really heartbreaking. I think he was like 24. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, like I said, our thoughts, our prayers are with his friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's pop culture. Now let's get to the meat and potatoes, movies and TV, shall we? Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's talk about it. Right, so there's been a lot of cool stuff that we've been watching. Yeah, and also some not so great stuff. We're going to talk about it all, though. You know stuff. how it is. Yeah, you know how it is. You know how it is. Yeah, so um, I want to talk about Griselda Blanco. A Griselda Blanco! <laughs> Yo soy Griselda Blanco! <laughs> <laughs> Coca! Yeah. <laughs> Man, okay, I liked Griselda Blanco. I really, I, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked the show. Um, there was certain things about it which I had a small issue with. But um, overall, I think it was cool. And in, the main thing that I really, really liked about it was seeing um, Sofia Vergara do a role like that. Because I don't know if she's ever done like like a really serious role she probably has but no I, she's I a comedy queen she's, yeah she's usually in comedy she was things. first a soap opera queen yeah. then she was really a comedy queen and she's very much stayed in that like you know cookie cutter comedy space yeah so seeing her take this hard left and take a really big swing was really exciting and that's what i really appreciate and that those are the actors who i get excited about yeah. the ones who like you know they, they take um chances you know, yeah. they take a risk. And this was certainly a risk for her. But I thought she was wonderful. Yeah, she I, did well. I fully believed her in this role. I thought she commanded the presence, right? Like, I mean, clearly being on television, you know, for decades. Like, I felt like this was really her, like, showing off her talent yeah. and her craft. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And my God, the prosthetics. The, um, the makeup department should win awards for this because the way in which they changed her face was so brilliantly done because you still see, like... She, they capture the essence of the real Griselda Blanco. Mm -hmm. Not, you know what I mean? And, you know, Sofia is very, like, is so beautiful. And the way in which they muted her beauty but still retained it because Griselda was really thought of as this, like, beautiful, like, vixen woman. Seeing how they, like, interpret, I thought it was really brilliant. Just so, so brilliant. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think my biggest qualm with the show was probably that it was a little bit too short. I think we could have used two more episodes because kind of similar to what we were talking about with the Bob Marley thing is that it felt like we were capturing a very specific moment in time for Griselda. Yeah. I think some more context would have been really nice. Like she murdered she she murdered her first person at 11 insane that would have been cool that to see right that would have been interesting to see to, to be at least that, even in a, a brief flashback yeah, moment yeah, yeah. just to get a better idea of like who we're dealing because with. you know at the beginning of the mo uh, of the show and you start watching you can never know like 
like that's her past. Like they kind of just started as from into the thick. We're in the thick of it immediately. Like how she's leaving her husband or whatever. But yeah, we don't see like like who she actually is. What mm-hmm. she, you know, what I mean. I remember at the because I don't know much about Griselda in like in real life, mm-hmm. so I kind of went into it blind. I just mm-hmm. know she was a big drug dealer. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went into it blind like that. Mm-hmm. And like at the beginning, I was kind of like they could have given us like a bit more backstory of how she now got to that point of leaving her husband. You know what I mean? Yeah, I also would have liked like, to like have lived more in the time now where she was on her rise like i felt like and i understand the pacing of it right like i understand like this is somebody who like you know like she she had a very meteoric rise and a very meteoric fall for the most part because she also was kind of in the game for like 15 20 years like leading up to that so kind of but also like not really um but yeah so i understand for those reasons why they they painted this picture of like it happened quickly but i would have liked to have lingered more like i want to see her killing all the people i want to see her kill babies okay i want to see her destroy towns i want to see her killing grandmas like if she's this kingpin woman that that she was like lean into that like show us that like make us like uncomfortable it felt like um it also felt like they maybe skirted over certain things that she did to make her almost seem a little nicer and a little bit more of a sympathetic that's my character that's not my issue yeah Mm -hmm. with these kinds of shows yeah um like these shows where it's like it's like a, a show of a real person mm-hmm. they're like some big drug dealer or some kind of big time criminal mm-hmm. and the way they like they portray the show is like this person is like a great person like mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like not 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 necessarily that like oh they're so great and they've never done anything bad cuz like obviously we see what she's doing mm-hmm. but like I wanted I wanted us to to feel even more conflicted with the oh she's she's taking care of her family and help, like helping her people like how she helped uh those sex workers and got them all into America and they were part of her thing and like I would like to see more conflict between that and then her doing actual bad things. You know what I mean? I, w- I call it the Walter White effect. They exactly. should have Walter White her that's, that's more. Perfect. Right? That's a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to have seen the conflict yeah. with that more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I also would have liked to see more violence. Because again, like, I, exactly. I felt like they skirted over. Like, this is somebody who actively killed hundreds of people and ruined a country in a, you know, in a lot and, of and ways. That's, that's so, like... like that's like a big thing, you know? And yeah. I, you need, to, I, I feel like with shows like that, you need to like feel that. Like when I was watching Narcos, mm-hmm. like the original one, not the Mexican one, I haven't seen that one, but the original one, like I remember back then, man, everyone was obsessed with Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. And like... Griselda's real life protege. You know what I mean? So like... Which would have been so cool to that see. That would have been cool to see also. So cool but to like, see. You know what I mean? Like everyone was obsessed with, everyone wanted to be Pablo Escobar. But if you go to Colombia... Like, you can't even mention his name. Like, people, like, don't like that there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I want, I, I like to see those things reflected also. Yes. You know what I mean? Not yes. just like, oh, this guy is, like, the boss. Or she's the boss. Like, no, I want to see, like, oh, how, like, what is she really doing to be that boss? Mm. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I like, I like the, exploring things like that more, more so than just being like, oh, I'm the big head honcho. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, they, I like to go deeper than that. Yeah. Even deeper than what they did. 
Yeah. 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 And I wonder if there was a part of them that was like, you know, like let's let's be cognizant of like the families and the and the culture that is still very much alive that is like very much hurt by this woman's actions. Yeah. But I do feel like they still could have like leaned in. And you know, maybe it was a budget, maybe they're only given six episodes, maybe something happened, maybe the pandemic somehow fucked things up because the pandemic somehow still has an effect on so many things. Um probably the strike. Yeah, pro- oh, you know what? The strike. It must be. Yeah. Yeah, Something. but like, but like you, I also thought that it was too short. Yes, and like the the, I actually from the beginning until the part she was like now she's, she's like top dog and she's mm. handling business. Mm. Like I would have want now that point when she reaches there to be a bit longer. Yeah. So we now see okay, what is she doing to stay on top? Because it was like she's trying to make it, trying to make it, trying to make it. She makes it. She, she in jail. Arrested. Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay, can she make it? And then we see, okay, something, like, I don't know, I, that part was too short, but, like, I think it's because of the strike, man. Cause if I could have pitched something to make it better, I would have pitched two more episodes. One one episode that I think should have been the first episode that maybe we could have seen Griselda, a little bit of Griselda's childhood, childhood yeah. and, like, her introduction to the drug world. Exactly. That should have been the first episode. Then now episode two being the first episode that yeah. is now. Maybe, then it yeah. continues. Then one more episode in between when she's the head honcho and getting caught, or maybe actually before even becoming the head honcho, that fleshes out the process of becoming the head honcho a little bit more. Two extra hours to establish that I think could have gone miles for me. Right, because it's like she's on top and then she goes to jail. Like, I want to see her like... I don't mind her losing fall. it quickly. I don't, but, but I like, want to see her like work to earn it, so that I feel that loss for her even exactly, more. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it happened so quickly in the show, I'm not as emotionally impacted. Mm-hmm. If there was a moment where we see the hustle and we see her leading up to that, like that would have packed more of a punch for me. Mm, yeah. yeah. Griselda Blanco. But watch it. I liked it. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely worth the watch. Definitely movie buffs approved. We should get a stamp effect that is like. <laughs> yeah approved but yeah i like it because you know um it's not a new type of show or story at all but like it's cool because it's it's a woman and that's not that's not very common with these yeah. kinds of shows so. yeah and you know and, and you know it's also like you know if you like drugs and sex and 80s and 70s and big it's fun it's, it's yeah. a fun in a lot of ways it's a fun kind of intensity yeah definitely yeah. worth a watch right. binge it in one sitting move on with your life right yep okay um Next, I really want to talk about, um, let's talk about the brother's son. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I wanted to be into the show, but I wasn't. Right. So, I wonder if you guys have watched the brother's son. Mm-hmm. We tried to. It wasn't really for us. I think I get what they were going for, right? Like, they're kind of trying to play into, like, this cartoonish kung fu Bruce Lee, like, kind of, like, type of a vibe like they're trying to like they're trying to emulate that in a modern context right like that's like the vibe of it like kind of like you know anime like fucking manga like comic book type energy they they want to emulate that in a modern story right Mm. it didn't hit for me maybe because that wasn't my thing per se when i was growing up i wasn't somebody i loved american jack and jake long but like (laughs) not like you know what i mean like i loved them samurai jack and all of those things love that but wasn't my Samurai jack is a masterpiece it's a masterpiece it's so good but like i'm that i'm not really that kind of girl so like i really had a hard time getting into it i also found that i found the story muddled a little bit i was same kind of vibe of like what's 
what I'm, what's going on. Like I'm watching this and I'm, I'm trying to figure out who's who, okay, what's happening. It, it felt a little disjointed to me narrative-wise. Yeah. Or at least from what we saw. We got to what, like episode two, three? I think three, yeah. Yeah, it just, it just it didn't speak to me. It didn't speak to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, okay, so from, what, from what we watched, it didn't really have the layers that I look for in in shows and all mm. that it wasn't it it didn't really it was it's like you know it's um these gangsters i guess i forgot what the word for it is it's also worth noting we're not big action people yeah. like by nature so like for me like i am not particularly engaged by somebody kicking somebody's ass like that's not really is what really is engaging to me and i felt like that's a lot of this show yeah yeah it's it's a lot of um fight scenes it's it has a good amount of comedy so like it's an it's an entertaining watch it it definitely is yes um, if you like those things yeah. i think if you are like people like us who like you're not exactly like that's not like your vibe per se i think this might be a pass it might be a pass yeah, yeah it might be a pass for you if that's your vibe but i think if you really are an action person especially if you are like a kung fu if like you like, that's, like that's action action like rush hour eat yeah like, like action jackie chang thing like this is for you like action criminal underworld type you know shows with uh gangsters and yeah fighting and you know like if you like things like that then this is a it's actually quite a good show for you to watch yeah yeah and also if you've watched it let us know if we should rewatch it give it another try the thing is sometimes we try things and then we abandon them and then we're like wait let's revisit them we love it mm -hmm. so like if you are really so let us know if you're very much like nah guys like give it a try watch it we'll do it and we'll talk about it on the show but yeah, honestly we were meh yeah, it happens though. Sometimes we might feel like that, but that happens to me before. It happens to me a lot. Like, yeah, you, you know, my biggest example for that. Please tell me. Breaking Bad. Interesting. You know, and I, anyone who really likes Breaking Bad, I don't like. I would want to know what you think, because like, when I first watched Breaking Bad, okay, first of all, I was like a teenager. I was like, I was like sixteen or seventeen mm -hmm. or something like that, and like. Um, that time, I think there was only like like two or three seasons, mm. like three seasons or something when I watched it. There was, mm. oh, yeah. So like, um, I remember wa watching season one. I watched episode one. I thought it was boring. I watched episode two. I thought it was boring. I stopped watching it. Interesting. Yeah. In 2013, when, when season five, the last season came out, that's when I started it again. It's my favorite show still today. So like, yeah. but... Still, I'll say that to say, like, with this show, it's it's something that's not really what we really look for when we watch something. Yeah. yeah. Not but really our No vibe. shade if, if that's your thing, because if yeah. it is, you, I'm quite sure you'll enjoy this show. Yeah. yeah. Not really our vibe. If y'all say we should give it another try, we'll give it another try. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What's next, baby? Um, Next... I want to go to Mean Girls. Yes. Yeah. My name is Regina <laughs> George. I love Should it. Should give you a deal. You're always singing, man. I'm, you know, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get a deal, man. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Also, we got to go to the cinema, and that's always a great day. Yes, we, we can, love going to the, to the cinema. We love it. We yeah, love it. It's yeah, so fun. I love the popcorn. Though our popcorn was dead when we went to this. Let me just tell guys, you guys. The cinema at Junction, don't, don't go. go there. Don't go there. Bro. Don't go. Don't go don't there. Don't go. The tickets cost the same, mm -hmm. and it's the worst cinema in Nairobi. It's the worst. That popcorn tastes like cardboard, man. It was disgusting. It and didn't it have salt. Hurt. I almost had a mind to go back and be like, girl, how are you doing this this bad? 
This is disgusting. Popcorn was burnt and didn't have salt. Yeah, so the floor warm. and the thing was sticky. The seats are like close up. Yeah, and Will man. and I are tall people. And it was hot. Hot. It was just hot, man. Oppressive. And then it was also kind of like quiet too. I was like, turn the volume up. Like, I can't hear it. If you're on a good experience, just go to like Westgate or like Sarit. Yeah. Or like yeah. somewhere like that. Ass. Yeah. Cardboard ass popcorn. But anyways, the movie was good. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, listen. <laughs> okay, so I will say we were skeptical going into this because Will of and I are we huge were. fans of, of the original. So I was like, okay, like I, I had heard, okay, all right, like it's based off of the Broadway show. I'd heard some things before it about like, okay, hey, don't expect it to be a musical. Like I heard some things. Which make doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense because to, to me it was it's fully literally a musical. A musical. Yeah, so I heard some things, and we went into it as open-minded as possible. And there are some things that I really liked, and there are some things that I was like, meh about. Yeah. Let's start with the things that we liked. Yeah. I liked Renee Rapp. I love Renee Rapp. She played Regina. Mm-hmm. Homegirl can sing. She's somebody who was really, truly, genuinely, like, one of, like, the, the only new artist to me who was really bringing vocals. Like, mm. this girl can really sing her ass off. And she played Regina in the Broadway show, and so I just... Perfect casting, understood her role, but she also made it her own. These these actors had a very difficult job. Before we go into our criticisms yeah. and everything, they had a very difficult job. Mean Girls is an institution, yeah. right? A very powerful fan base. And they had a very difficult job of honoring the legacy while also making it their own. Not easy. Yeah. Not easy. And a yeah. lot of people fail when they're confronted with the same task. Yeah. I would say a good 70% of the cast rose to the occasion. Some didn't. I agree with that. So I would say, in terms of the people who rose to the occasion to me, Miss Renee Rapp as Regina George. Best. Um, the wonderful girl, um, the wonderful Indian girl, I do not know her name. I'm so sorry. We'll put her oh, name yeah, somewhere here. Her who played Karen. Karen. She was fantastic to me. I thought she was hilarious. Um, who else brought it for you? I liked Damien. Damien brought it. Yeah. yeah. I also like making Damien black. That that also, to me, made that sense. Was, that was dope. You know what dope. I mean? Like, the attitude, the it, everything. It made so much it sense. It made a lot of sense. They yeah. got the right actor for it. He's fantastic. Has a beautiful voice. Yeah. Yeah. Who else? Who else do you think made it for you? Um, I'm trying to think. Those two were who really stood out to me. Regina and, right. and Damien. Um, I thought Janice was I. I didn't like Janice. I didn't. She's the, someone who didn't the make OG it for me. Janice is so much better. Like, you know what I mean? Like I want her to be like cuntier. The OG Janice is Janice. This Janice yeah. was not really it was like a different character. I like, wanted this I wanted her to be like cuntier and like angstier and like I wanted more. I that's felt how, like because that's how Janice was. I actually OG. felt like this Janice was too soft. I, I wanted her to, she, like even like you know what, you know what, what I'm saying? Like she, she was even more like, on that like sorry, sorry. She, yeah, was, yeah. she was more on that like social justice vibe. Yeah, she, she wasn't just, like like yeah. how Janice is. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I just I felt like it was she was too. I wanted her to be lean into it more. I wanted yeah. her to be angstier. I wanted to be her to be more of a bitch and cuntier and more angry and like I felt like she softballed it a little bit and I didn't yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course you have like the recurring characters. I thought Tina was good. I thought she was. You know, she brought this. I she did the same thing that basically that she did in the first movie, which I thought was like uh, it's fine. I think she could have had some more fun. I feel she came. She could have come harder than how she came. Right? Yeah, she could have had some more was, fun with it. It was like she was not really. She was yeah. like trying, trying to take a bit of a step back. Type. And I get it because like she wrote the screenplay and she was a producer, so so homegirl was busy. Yeah. But I was kind of like she could have had some more fun with it. I felt like. Um. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The other uh, the principal. Yeah. I like. 
same yeah. guy from the OG movie. Yeah. yeah they were fine. Cool. A lot of those supporting characters brought the same thing that the original characters from the original film brought, mm-hmm. which is fine. But it also kind of made me be like, okay, like, well, well, it's the point then, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is also, I think, probably the biggest criticism that I have of the movie is that it was so identical to the original. I was like, Loki, like, why are we here a little bit? I'm there's, not mad. Love Mean Girls. But I'm like, what's, they what is the reason? There's some things that, like... Um, okay, well, I guess now we're talking about some things we didn't like. Yes. Um, so, if we continue talking about characters, um, I thought fucking Kevin G was not hitting it for me, man. Yeah, I agree. Kevin G is the like the best character in the movie, in the OG movie, and here he's just like ah, it wasn't it wasn't hitting. And I yeah. felt the same with Gretchen. Gretchen really is an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. She just like, I, I felt like they were trying to really like bring some more emo- emotional depth to the character of this new iteration. And I just was like, I don't think that's necessary. Right. Like they were trying to make like her anxiety. And I think they even tease something about like her home life at one point in the movie. And I'm just like, it's not necessary. Right. Like I'm so happy with my Gretchen being a big haired, secret filled bitch. You know what I mean? A cute ass outfit. Like that's, I'm, that's okay. Like, we don't need to give her depth, I don't think, as a character. And yeah. I also feel like, you know, no shade to that young lady who played her, but I just kind of felt like I was like, meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. I preferred the OG. Same. The, yeah. The OG Gretchen is like one of the best characters. In yeah, the movie. she's so funny. She's and I felt really like. Funny, yeah. yeah. In yeah. this movie, she wasn't funny at all. Yeah, she didn't hit for me in this not, movie not at, at all. all. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, honestly, like, in general, I think really the biggest issue is that, like, I felt like it just mimicked the original movie too, too much, much. To the point where I felt like, well, I don't even think I would classify this as a reboot or a remake. Like, this really feels like a full-on mimic to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Just too many lines are similar. And and what that does is that it, it keeps the original in your head like a ghost the entire movie. All you're thinking about is comparing, 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 which it just, it's an interesting experience. Yeah, it's like they were scared of, it's like they wanted to make something new and fresh, but they were also scared of the people who actually like already like uh, mean girls yeah like they were scared of them not liking it so they tried to do too much of both of course yeah it's the age-old problem that we find so often these days right like appealing to the gen z's gen alphas and then appealing to the millennials and like how like to how to go about doing both yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and sometimes it was good sometimes i was like "Eh, it's not really hitting Mm. but yeah i think honestly i think it's super fun i definitely think it's worth worth a watch definitely Definitely movie buffs approved it's fun right like it has a fun movie it's a fun movie the music is fantastic the cinematography is gorgeous the cinematography it is looks actually amazing it's the best thing about yeah, the movie the camera it looks stunning crazy. yeah it looks the way those musical numbers are shot are absolutely stunning even just how like a lot of the camera work is like the part there's some part where she's she's walking through the school hallway and yeah i don't know some something anxious was happening yeah and the camera is literally like right up here so good and it's like it's like she's wearing the camera because it's like moving with her. Like I yeah. just took note of that and it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a gorgeous movie. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, Definitely man. didn't disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, Moving on. Yeah, I want to talk about now a couple of shows, man. Cause yeah, we've been watching a lot of TV lately. Yeah. TV um, heavy in the Mwaiman Gaming House. Oh, should we talk about volume? <laughs> let's talk about volume. Yeah, let's talk about volume. Let's talk about volume. Okay. Everybody knows what the show is. It's like it's the newest Kenyan project to find a home on Netflix. Mm. 
It disappointed me. Yeah, it disappointed me too. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Um, it's not good for many reasons. Uh, where to even begin? Let's start with the music aspect of it, right? So, like, if you're not sure what the, sure what the show is about, um, the show basically follows this young up-and-coming rapper. That's basically what the show is. On his way to success, right? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> even describing it is boring to me because, I'm like, how many times... Can we see this story, right? Like we were talking about earlier, right? Like this Nairobi half-life, this Ayan, like how many times can we see this story? Like we're so, we're so attached to this dynamic yeah. so hard. Like it, like, you know, you know, you know? Yeah, I just, I had, I had a few issues with it, but like yeah. the thing that bothered me the most is the whole music thing. Mm-hmm. So what the music actually is and how they went about it like with the plots i don't from from what we watched i i just i just didn't feel like it was genuine man so here's the thing right like when you're doing a music show right like if you you first of all it's imperative to have people who are involved in music in the creation process based off of the final product i'm skeptical as to whether there are people there because the music is is not good right like the music is objectively bad so immediately as a viewer you struggle to believe that this guy is like because immediately he's like an overnight success the music is terrible right like he's an overnight success and you so we're being told to believe him to be this overnight success but then first of all there's barely any music in it like i even think it's more of a crime drama than it is anything to do with music and the little music that is in there is not even really his like there are other artists like wangeshi is also there like those are those artists even get more of a platform than the artists that we are meant to love and root for and follow throughout the story so already it's disjointed from the from the jump oh, yeah and you know right? it, it also is just like anyone who's watched it like i would want to know what you think but like um i work in the music industry and i know people who are up and coming rappers and like i don't know just the way they've gone about it in this show it's not genuine at all like that's not what it's like to be a rapper in nairobi at all yeah and he literally finds success overnight or i think he's already meant to be successful that's the other thing too like no sense the the narrative itself is muddled like the plot itself is muddled because they're trying to tell too many stories in one shot right because on one end we have like the crime part of it on the other end we have the rapper part of it then the other end we have like the church part of it and it's like okay like what where are we what like what is connecting all of this like it's just the writing is bad and i'm sorry tosh like i just feel like you gotta let nairobi half-life go i'm sorry my brother i'm sorry and you know what i'd love to have you come on this couch and we can talk about it out through but i'm just like you gotta let it go you gotta let it go and i just and then now like these now and this is with respect these 40 year olds writing for 19 year olds is not working i'm sorry because honestly even me and, and i'm 28 right like if i was writing a character who was 19 20 i would first go to our lovely staff who you don't see behind us here who are in that age demographic right because you have to be if you have to be connected to it in some way if you're going to write about somebody's reality that's not your own you have to be connected to it in some sort of way understand how young people talk the vernacular the the energy the style the way that they walk the way that they that's, talk that's all of that's such a good point because like like if you told me to write this 16 year old character yeah like i'm going to write how i think 16 year olds talk exactly but i'm 28 also yes. so like i'm 29 actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah like his birthday's coming up soon yeah yeah so 
I would need to talk to someone who's actually a teenager yeah. because I don't act, I don't hang out with teenagers. I don't know how they actually talk. Yes. Like people who are in like high school. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So I you can't I can't really write that without somebody helping exactly. with that. And it, it just seems like and it's the same thing for now the the music. Like writing the scenes for all the music, when they're trying to make music, when they're performing, when they're doing so and so. And yeah. it just feels like there's not actually someone there or they haven't spoken to someone who who really like yes. Have done that or do that, you know. Yes. Unless yes. I'm wrong, but if I'm wrong, then that's that. That's just that. Just means the you ain't writing talking to isn't the right good. people. You ain't talking right. to the right people. Yeah, I just I the found music the was a real problem. Man. A real problem because I can. To be honest, I could get past most of the other things that I I didn't really like. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I feel you though, but like I know what you mean. The one, the thing that really bothers me is how it's just not genuine, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, listen, I think that. A music show is already super difficult to pull off, right? Because you have to not just write good music, but write good music that is connected to your overall plot and your characters. Right. So you're writing for some for a fictitious being. That's extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. And a lot of shows struggle with it. Even a show like Empire that did it yeah. very well at times struggled at times. Like sometimes the music wasn't that great. You know what I mean? But it was still good. Good. But even when it was bad, it worked for the plot. Like, you can have bad music if that works for the plot. Like, I feel like I, if, this, I, if I the main also, character, if a yeah. volume was meant to be a bad rapper, it works. I feel you. The bad music works, but it but can't... You know, you know, even a show like Empire, like, I don't think there's any bad music on Empire. Yes. You know? Like, there's not... I disagree. There's, there's no... Yeah, I feel you. I don't think there's any bad... Like, I never heard a song and I'm like... Like, this is not... A, like this is not quality music because mm -hmm. what they do is like I there might be a song that I don't feel or I don't like how Hakeem raps right mm -hmm. but like when you look down at all the 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 layers of the production the the music sounds good the lyrics make sense you know what I mean like yes. the performance looks like niggas are performing like yes. when they're in the studio they look like they're recording even, mm. even if it's not the realistic process of recording, but it, the music is good. They, you can tell, like when you watch Empire, the in the the team that works on the music, they work very hard. Yes, you can tell that from season one to season six. You can just tell they work hard on the music. In this in this uh, in volume, it just seems like, like they were like, "Yo, we need some rap songs for this show." Cool. They just chose a random beat, wrote lyrics, had someone record it, sent it out. They didn't, it seems like they didn't put work in on it. They didn't take the time to make it actually be, like, make me believe that this guy is a rapper. Yeah, exactly. I think what you're saying is is right, right? Like, I think with Empire, right, like, at least... Are, is, are all the songs good? In my opinion, no. They're beautifully, they're expertly produced, right? They're obviously made by people in the music industry. Is every song a hit? No. But I will say every single song in Empire drives the plot and is true to the character, exactly. right? Like Hakeem's exactly. music sounds like Hakeem yeah. and it's connected to Hakeem. Yeah. This felt like the music was not it's even not generic. It's not connected to this guy bad. at all. And it's not connected to this guy at it all. It doesn't feel, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just like, it just, they really dropped the ball with that. I yeah. don't understand how, like why, you know? 
Uh, yeah, I think I think again, I think it really goes back to what we were talking earlier about the, the bar is low, right? Like I think that they thought that the idea is enough, like the concept is enough, but there's so many. Yeah, they've more stopped at just it. the concept. They stopped at just yeah. the concept. They didn't flesh it out enough at all, right. and yeah, and I think that plus like the right the writing is not good, like the pacing is not good, like we really struggled to stay with this show. Our um our production intern Elvis, like he only got to episode one. We pushed ourselves to get to episode three. I just didn't love it. The acting wasn't great. And here's the thing about the acting, right? And I think this is actually interesting about like Kenyan directors. Kenyan directors, I if I could humbly recommend, please push push your actors. Just push your actors. Just push your actors. Give them direction. Push them, please. Because, you know, a lot of Kenyan actors come from the stage, right? Because, you know, in the Kenyan in case, and this is really for our non-Kenyan listeners, right? In the industry over here, the way in which people get on these shows is from plays, right? Like our theater scene is quite vibrant and people usually start from there and that's how they get into this industry. Um, I used to do some, I used to be a thespian back in the day. And when you are acting for the stage, you have to give 50, 50, 50 million times more than what you would give in real life because you're acting out for the audience. So you might say things like this and talk out like this. Oh my goodness, right? But you cannot do that on screen. It's a different relationship, right? It's a different connection with the audience, right? The way in which I'm looking at you here versus how I look at you when you're in the audience and I can't even see your face, it's different. Screen acting, you need to relax into it. You need to take a deep breath. You need to really think about, okay, I'm playing this person, right? I have this intimate connection with the viewer. I need to relax into the words that I've been given and find the truth in them for the character, these actors don't do that. They come being like, hello, Kamau. I have come here today to go. And it's like, girl, that's not how people act in real life. Film, TV, it's real life. Theater is thespian, actor, Shakespeare. Real life is you got to talk real life. Like these, I'm sorry. Especially, I'm so sorry. The girl who plays Ivy, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, baby. I cannot stand your face on my screen. I'm so sorry. You're beautiful. You're great. You know what I mean? I think that, you're, I think that you have potential. But in this role, I just found her to be so obnoxious. Because when you add that element to a role like playing an influencer, you're going to be unlikable. And I'm sorry, sweet. You were. She was so unlikable. Right. So unlikable. And I just... I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to give it straight no chaser because I think that's what we need to hear. Right. Like you see, like people like Nicholas Weinstock and even some of us here, we, we sugarcoat it. But nah, on movie buffs, we call a spade a spade. It ain't good. You know, it ain't good. And I know it's scary to say because of the tosh of it all and the Netflix of it all and the grandiosity of it all. But a spade is a spade and they need to turn the volume down on volume. OK, OK. <laughs> Yeah, you like that? You like it? Yeah, they, they got it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not a good show. It's not a good show. And I feel like, I don't know, to me, it felt tired. Like the concept felt tired, the writing felt tired, everything just underperformed to me. And it just, it leaned on the, the concept so much, it didn't even bother with the execution. Yeah, and the, the execution, they just, they just dropped the ball on so many things, you know? Yeah, like, sloppy, unintentional, and it's like, come on, man. Like, take some time, put an effort, research, talk to rappers, talk to producers. You know what I mean? They, hire, you I don't have they, to always hire a stage actor. They could have tried to hire a rapper. Yeah, hire a rapper. Hire a rapper, actual rappers. Someone too. who I could believe, I didn't believe them. Yeah. I will say, though, the guy who played... What's his name? I, I think his name that. was Francis Oma in real life. He played that character, um, Elvis. What was his name? 
The guy who <laughs> which, which we don't even know. I'm sorry. Which character? The guy who were like, oh, like this guy is like, oh, he's like giving. Like he feels like it's real. Oh, he's the guy's friend. Yeah, what's his name? I don't know. <laughs> That's also the thing too. Like we don't know like what. I can't remember. We don't know like what his. I don't know what his name is, but I thought that he was great. Like I felt like he is a dreads. person. The guy with dreads, um, lovely dark skin gentleman. Um, I believe his name in Fran- in real life is Francis Oma. If it's not, I'm so sorry. Um, but no, I thought that he he gave to me. Like he felt like okay, this could be a real person who like I might rub elbows with or I might see yeah. down the street or whatever. But everybody else, Solomon. Didn't feel real to me. Yeah. I don't even know their names. It was hard to catch. It was hard to catch. Muddled. Yeah. Muddled. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I feel like um, the writing, not just on the dialogue, but just on the plot and how things Oof, how things happen, you know? Yeah. I feel like it was just, it was kind of all over the place a bit. All over it, the that, place. That's how it felt, man. And like, yeah. Um, the music, I just, I can't deal with this, man. Well, okay, yeah. listen, and it's true. Like, the, the music is, if you haven't seen it, the music is so much worse it's than you think that it is. It's shocking. It's shocking. It's terrible. It's shocking. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Music shows, it's harder than you think because you have to write good music. You, have, you have to write, write good music, music because that's true to your character. Because you have, yeah, you know what I mean? You have to write good music if your character is a good musician, right? Because then you're telling me that everyone loves this guy. He's like the hottest new rapper. But like, come, like, give me a song that sounds like Wakadinali or something. Something. Dude. Oh my gosh. Also, that's a good point. Like, actually, you know, the music itself in the show, besides the music that that now the fictitious characters perform, the music in the show itself was also shit. Yeah. Like, remember you? Remember we were talking about that? Like, the music in the show itself was really bad. Oh right. Yeah. Like, not the music done by like. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Like the music that was like in the background, right? Like even that music felt tired. Like I'm like, why did why didn't you get the Wakadanalis? Like why didn't you get like these? Yeah, but modern I'm, I'm even saying like like for the music that the characters. Yeah, were, yeah, I know were what, making, I know what you mean, but also that as well. Yeah, 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 for the music the characters were making, I just like we have real musicians here. Like I don't know, like you know, yeah. what I mean? like it's like I don't know, man. Like how can the music be bad in the yes. music movie? And you know what's interesting too, like even like in the show as well, like it's a music show, but music is maybe like 5% of the show. Like it's not really a music show. And that's the thing, if you're going to do that, you need to do it in a way like, like, like Atlanta. Atlanta is about musicians, but music isn't what the show is about. That's a good point. You know what I mean? That's a good point. So like, but they've come up with a really creative way for that to be part of the plot. But in, in this, it's just kind of like, they just kind of don't mention it as much yeah but you can tell it's a it's a story it's a it's a weak spot of the show because not only is it bad but they script they script past it real quick yeah yeah so sorry wasn't a big fan wasn't a big fan not great right yeah what are we talking about next boo um i want to talk about fool me once oh yeah judith (laughs) (laughs) my name is maya stan my name maya stan (laughs) yeah honey dances judith all right this show I don't know about you, but I enjoyed the fuck out of this show. So fun. This show is so fun. Too nice, man. Listen, is this show groundbreaking? No. Nah. Is it entertaining? Hell yeah. It's Listen. very entertaining. And I, I like yes. the plot twist, man. Like, yeah, they're it's nice. so fun. Yeah, they're it's nice. so fun. It it follows the beats of a classic, like th- you know, like thriller. Like, you know what I mean? I call them soap opera thrillers. Those like my Netflix thrillers. Yeah, yeah. It, Listen, you like you know what you're in for. It's a fun ride. The Manchester of it all is hilarious. Their accents are so funny. Actually, to me, it actually made it a whole lot less serious because um, we're dealing with, you know, like murder and like 
you know, millionaires and it's a good conspiracies. Show. Like, it's, a and good, it's a good thriller. I like it. Yeah, like it's it. good. It's really yeah. fun. I think it's great. I I'd think recommend again, it. Like, just yeah, watch it. Easy. Have, have some fun. Watch that. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun watching it. I think it's, um, it's a Harlan Corbin. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you'd think that after a year and some change of doing this that we would put some more effort into like confirming the names. But we're like, eh, we'll figure it out just, on just the fly. Just look it up, man. Just go look. Just it up. go look it up. I think it's Harlan Corbin, but he's known for kind of like those um those sort of like my my Netflix kind of like mystery novel type shows. Love it. I find that they're like guilty pleasures to me. Like, are they groundbreaking? No. Are are they like boundary pushing? No. Are they entertaining? Hell yeah. Crack open a glass of wine. Get through this in like a night, two nights. So you won't be disappointed. It's a good show. I liked it. Movie boss approved. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and obviously, um, let's talk about uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith next. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Guys, um, you guys need to watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith, man. Like, it's a good show. Another one we were skeptical about, right? Yeah. Because again, we're not big action. People. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't skeptical after oh. I saw the trailer. Oh yeah, I okay. I was I was more open when I saw the trailer, but I was still kind of like mm, I don't know. Okay, I think the the Maya Erskine and the Donald Glover of it all to me was intriguing, but I was kind of like mm. okay, like I didn't think it was gonna be like like just action because right. So even before we watched the trailer, mm-hmm. I heard people talking about it, and people were saying that like they really appreciated how they kept the concept of the movie. If you guys don't know, it's based on a movie from like 2005 or something. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Hence so the like, name. Um, they kept the concept of the movie, but they turned it in, into its own thing completely. Yeah. And I really like that. I like, when all, the, I like when they do. Yeah. You know? Out of all the list of the ones that we've talked about today, this was the most surprising to me. I didn't think that I was going to like the show as much as I did. You know what I mean? I thought it was completely fresh. I think this is how you do a reboot, people. Like, I think people should take notes. This yeah. is how you do a reboot. Especially if you've this seen the movie. This is how you bring something back for a modern audience, yeah, right? Because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this show is deadpan and sarcastic, but it has all those fun action scenes and a fun action plot. And I was like, wow, you don't always see this sort of like sarcastic witty deadpan vibe in a high action concept i loved it i loved it i thought it was was fantastic one thing that really surprised me about the show which was my favorite thing was actually the electrifying chemistry between maya erskine and donald glover they were i was like the vibe is vibing the chemistry is chemistry like i was really like like even like like i was because that's something i was also thinking about too i was like you know i know maya erskine for pen 15 i think she's hilarious i think she's so talented obviously no no donald glover from various things right Mm. there are not two people that i would put together typically but they work so well together that that uh, that brand of like awkward humor so good it's so good i fully believed them i fully believed them yeah yeah i I liked it a lot this show is so good because like it's really like just the plot how the plot moves Mm -hmm. um what happens it's so interesting and like um the the action and the fight scenes it's kind of like it complements everything else that's happening because um they tend to be really funny also um they move the plot forward and it it doesn't just feel like people are flying around kicking each other it's just like it's like a real like concentrated plot and like i like the like the the relationship they have Yes. In the show, it's really interesting. Like very compelling. Like very you know, compelling. like when they when they go to therapy and like yeah. it's just it's there's so many good jokes. There's a lot of um, funny like things that happen. Like I just it's just a good show. Like I think everyone should just watch that. 
Yeah, know? this is a must must watch it's a alert must to watch. me. This is one must of my favorite. Alert. Yeah, one yeah. of my favorite things I've watched recently. I, yeah. By far, yeah, such a treat. You have to watch it. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. Watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's so well written, so well done. It's you better you better keep your eye out on Amazon Prime. Prime is coming for Netflix's neck, coming for Apple TV's neck. <laughs> they coming. Yeah. They coming. Prime very, has, very Prime good. Prime has a, a few good shows. Yeah, and they are acquiring all the things. They yeah. are acquiring all the things. Right. Yeah. So, Next. Um, the last one we'll talk yes. about today. Um, yes. Class of, is it 07 or 2007? 07. Class of 07. Yes. Yeah. What a charming Australian banger. Loved it. Loved it. I've really been liking Australian uh, movies and shows. Saskia's such a beat. <laughs> <laughs> No, like we, I don't know if we, we talked about talking to me. No, we didn't. Um, no, uh, we might have. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. We haven't. So if you've seen, there's this horror movie called um, Talk to Me. It's Australian. That made me just be like, oh man, like Australia has some good, they have some good content, man. No, like don't sleep on Australia. Content, it's yeah. going down, down under. Yeah. It's going down, down under. You know, Class of 07 is so cool. It's so, so good. It's so cool. It's kind of like a survivor's stranded story. Yeah, so basically, um, it's a high school reunion, and basically, some there's, apocalyptic event happens that like isolates a, them on their school campus. Yeah, it's a big and flood. so it's it's like a survival story, right? So it's about these girls, and I love it because it's that blend of like high school girl bitchiness with like it's the end of the world, and like I love it. I yeah, love it, and I I really like it. So it's it's their high school reunion, which is why they're all there, and they're at the actual high school, so they get trapped there at the actual high school, yes. and. This show is cool. So they're basically isolated from the rest of the world. They have to just figure out how to take care of themselves and survive, right? So this show is so cool to me because, like, you know, we're used to watching, like, high school shows, uh, you know, something like Mean Girls or, like, a, a show based in high school and, like, the beef that happens and, so, you know, like, high school shit, right? So this, sh this show is basically that, but everyone's, they're all adults now. So all the, they have baggage from back then. So like, I just found that really interesting because it's the same kind of show, but they're adults. Yes. I think out of all the shows we've talked about today, tone, this show is, has the sharpest tone to me. Yeah. Because the balance of the extravagance of the scenario and like the, the sadness and the like intensity of the scenario with the humor of what would happen if you got stuck with all of like your, your high school class on a deserted island like that humor it's so expertly done like the, the, the intense moments are perfectly cut through with humor the, the humorous moments are perfectly cut through with like intensity and I also feel like in terms of like writing for women and writing about like the relationships and the perspectives of women this show does it to me the best because their relationships relationships with each other it's so real to me like I'm like I feel that like you know what I mean the way they talk to each other like it's so like that's such re it's so real like I really like believed it I thought it was just absolutely brilliant so funny we were dying the whole time we were instantly hooked yeah. instantly hooked yeah this, yeah this one like it it's a really good one like like it reminded me of watching school spirits Yes. Just the way it like really like locked yes. in. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I thought it was so fun. This to me is like a special, like I think this is something, it's, it's a special show to me for sure. Yeah. And one that not a lot of people are talking about, definitely one that I yeah. think is flying more under the radar. Definitely. Um, but it has been renewed for a season two, so definitely watch it. Get hooked now. 
Get excited for season yeah. two. I already can't wait. And we just finished it like two days ago. Yeah. Class yeah. of class of 07 is a good show. You should it's watch so it. It's so good. It's so good. Definitely movie yeah. buffs approved. Right. All right, guys. We have been talking for a lot today, but we had a lot to get off of our chest. As always, thank you so much for listening. At this point, you know, but follow us on all social media platforms at movie buffs. Kenya, you know the dealio. Yeah. And you know what? I will say this is a, a passionate message to our listeners. One thing that Will and I have struggled with in this show is figuring out what you guys are watching. Because, of course, we want to talk about the shows that we love and that we're watching. But this show is for you as much as it is for us. So we want to know, what are you watching? What yeah. do you care about? What streamers do you have your eye on? So we're going to figure out one. Uh, we're going to figure out some way to aggregate this information. But until then, send us DMs. Get us in the comments. Tell us what to watch. We want to hear from you guys. Because, yeah. you know, that's what, that's what is this show is really all about. It's about creating a community about people people who of people who love pop culture who love film who love tv so let us know yeah, reach out we we really want to um talk about things that you guys also like to watch yeah. so yeah yeah definitely all right guys till next time bye guys